Hey there, chatters. I'm hey, and I'm Kat, and welcome to the Crime Chat. I am your forensic femme fatale. Natalie is your true crime addict connoisseur. We're just two girls who leave a dash of body glitter and blood spatter wherever we I go. I love it. Uh-huh. Sprinkle baby. Exactly. We sparkle. While we obsess about dark crimes, evil minds, and occasionally the Here unknown. is your disclaimer, chatters. The following Crime Chat contains adult content and descriptions of potentially violent scenarios. Your listener discretion is advised, and there will be an additional disclaimer coming up before we start into our story. Ooh, you have been warned. So before we get into today's crime chat, Kat, what have you so done? So much. <laughs> I think the last time we recorded, uh, I was still like kind of on the on the men from COVID. I'm uh-huh. still working on this voice. It may sound sultry. may sound a little raspy. <laughs> So it is a combination between the coughing with COVID and then last weekend went to go see my favorite band of all time. And all I did yes. was scream and yell and sing. I, I should say I sing, I sang very loud, but it probably sounded like screaming and yelling. <laughs> so you saw like a collaborative concert yeah. and one of the bands was Breaking Benjamin, Well, Breaking right? Benjamin was the headline. And that oh, was okay. who I wanted to see. But um, mm-hmm. Seether Starset. And Lacey Strum, she was the the lead singer, Flyleaf, from like early 2000s, like right around that same time frame. So amazing concert. It was Chris's first Mm -hmm. concert too. So he was like, it was a heck of a one to have his first concert at. So it was amazing. So between Mm -hmm. the coughing and the attempted singing (laughs) and screaming (laughs) all night long, I've basically kind of lost my voice. It's starting to come back. We were supposed to record earlier and uh-huh. I said, let's give it a couple more days in case my voice is able to come back. So, yeah. And then, so this morning is, well, this week is also law enforcement week. Shout out to our police and law enforcement out there. Yes, we love we you. We love you. And we did a ruck march this morning. The entire base. It was almost about eight and a half miles. And I am beat. I'm beat down. Like, I can't, I, can I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Girl. I'm not young I, and spunky. No. No, you you showed me your Fitbit and how many steps you yeah. took. You went from like eight hundred to nineteen thousand yeah, yeah. in a very short period of I think time. It was two hours and twenty seven minutes. So we had about um, what was our average? Maybe like three and a half miles an hour, something like that. Yeah, That's a lot. it was crazy. But for a good cause, it is to honor fallen law enforcement as well, just to kind of memorialize and, and recognize the sacrifice of those that were killed in the line of duty. So shout mm-hmm. out to our law enforcement chatters out there. And yes. thank you for what you do. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Keeping us yeah. safe. Thank you. And so I've got, like I said, I've got so much going on. Have you seen Our Father on Netflix? No. <gasps> wow. Tell so me. So it's this guy. It was from like the 80s and 90s pretty much. Well, no, I take that back. It's like 60s, 70s, 80s. It was like infertility was getting really big and they started doing insemination for couples that just wanted to have babies and they couldn't for whatever reason. So they would go to this doctor. It was highly recommended and I think it was in the, I want to say the Indianapolis area. There was uh-huh. this doctor. He's an older guy, girl. And this is a true story. It's a documentary. He used his own semen to inseminate these women now the worst part about it is let's say the woman had a hard time with fertilization right the patients thought that it was father's sperm with her egg but he the doctor used his own sperm the worst part about it is like he would let the patients in 
and be like, okay, get dressed, you know, from the waist down and we'll do a couple inseminations. He went to his office, he jacked off, put it in a cup so it was fresh, used that, either saying it was a donor or saying it was the husband's or the father's, but he used his own sperm. Like a 25 mile radius is where all of his offspring are living. They don't know if they've dated each other and they've been related. How sick. Because they didn't know this. How many? It's up. I think Do we it's know over how many? Five right now. Oh my! How? What a sick, perverted thing to I do. I know. It, and there's a whole story behind it. He was not cooperative very much with law enforcement. We really don't know his side. He declined the interview with Netflix mm-hmm. and everything like that. So you don't see his side story. He got a suspended sentence, which means he served no time and five hundred dollar fine. Mm-hmm. And he's got ninety something kids out there technically his children uh-huh. that are in their 30s and 40s and they're I think they used 23 and me and it's funny not really funny it's it's ironic I should say because a lot of the siblings look so much alike and for good reason right some of them knew each other and there was one of the one of the daughters that was saying that every time they get a notification that there's a new sibling or a, a close relative They feared it was somebody that they knew because they lived in such a close proximity of each other. Right. Can you imagine? No. Like if you date, like oh my god, I dated that person, or I went to high school with that person, and that was my half brother. Like yeah. So what happens is, is it was he told all of his patients that one donor never donated more than three times in that area. Like they would three times max. Mm -hmm. So then there was six siblings, and then there was 12 siblings. And then he said, okay, I never did it more than 15 times. Like, he would admit to it. They have confirmed through DNA 95, like 95. Some, it's over 90. I know that. Well, what? well and the, the other part about it, too, is the parents who thought that it was the father's mm-hmm. sperm have taken that away because now right. like that's they thought their whole life that that was their child. Yeah, he is a egomaniac. Isn't that horrible? That is just... But, but honestly, legally, there's we don't have laws in place to handle a man the way we have for women. It's like, there's no, there's no law that will tell a man what to do with his body, right. period. There's nothing. There's nothing. There, literally. So if you wanted to take this a little further, can they sue? for sexual assault and that's what they were trying to do because Mm -hmm. the mothers were all some of the mothers were also interviewed on there and basically how they felt is they felt raped absolutely because that wasn't their husband's sperm absolutely to inseminate them like that was against my will that was non-consensual and and, but the court will say well you got a healthy kid on well that's not the point and so indiana what so he was caught on some like phone recordings and stuff and the in the ego that came out in his voice and he's like well you're all fine and when he actually did meet some of his offspring he interviewed them what's your medical history what do you do for work like he wanted to spawn yeah successful white blonde hair and blue eyes because he was also part of the aryan brotherhood oh my god all right i don't know if i can handle watching this because i may (laughs) throw something at the tv okay i don't know i don't know if i'm setting myself up for I don't know. There's <laughs> some things I can't handle. It, it was just, I mean, it's probably an hour and a half, but my jaw, I'm just like. The audacity. The arrogance. The, aud- the audacity ego. of some people. Like, off. Mm. And you know what, though? He was a deacon in the church. People looked up to him. He was a leader in the community by being a doctor and helping women who couldn't have children. You know what? 
if you told me he didn't do that, I would find that odd. Sure. I just I just assumed that he probably would be what they call a pillar of his society because he of just course. feels that he does everything better. So Of course. Yep. Ew, ew. So on a lighter note. I need a shower now, cat. <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note, we also watched um, Rebel Wilson's movie on Netflix, Senior Year. It is adorable. Is it? Okay. Yes. I love and her. She, ha- she has lost so much weight. Like, almost unrecognizable. Really? Yeah, she looks great. She's a beautiful girl. She was always she a beautiful is. girl. So if, oh, she, yeah. if she wanted to lose weight and she did it successfully and helped and, you know, keeping her health in mind. But yeah. she was always a fun, loving, like, just love her. Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah. So on the lighter note, uh, it's cute. It's a cute little story. What uh, about you? Well, I, I've done absolutely nothing <laughs> besides working. I yeah. know. So, yeah, I, I'm looking for, for this weekend to catch up on my Netflix. I will avoid yes. that by all costs because I may be screaming into my phone at you Look, saying, what the fuck? I, it's, okay, you recommended Midnight Mass. I'm going to give you Our Father. <laughs> I'll, oh, speaking, I'll take speaking your of Midnight. I'll take your Midnight Mass and I'll raise you an Our Father. <laughs> speaking of Midnight Mass, yeah. Pee Wee Gaskins recommender Debbie. Uh-huh. So I had my hair appointment with her yesterday. Love Debbie. I got my hair touched up, right? Yeah. We love you, Debbie. You, lo- you look amazing, by the way. Absolutely yeah, gorgeous. Thank you. Well, you do too. You always do. Thanks. Um, well, we were talking about the crime chat as she's doing my hair because she loves us, obviously, and we love you too, Debbie. And I told her about Midnight mm-hmm. Mass. And so she actually just texted me like an hour ago and said, what was it What they were talking about yesterday? And so I was like, oh, it was Midnight Mass. And I said, you're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> she's going to hate you. Gonna- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but she also was, gave us another recommendation that you and I need to talk oh, about. Oh, Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, I got to get another shout out. So here you go, Debbie. Oh, thank you, you, Debbie. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Kat, so before we get into your crime chat, I wanted to do an update on my little pre-story segment, Nat's Nutty News. Nat's Nutty News, yeah. (laughs) Actually, I have been, I do, you know what, what I do, I live in Florida. We have a lot of crazy things that happen here. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that, whether because we have so many transplants from all over the place, either retiring or whatever. Yeah. So we have a combination of crimes. And so I, I, I picked three. Well, actually I picked four. Uh-huh. Um, but my last one you're, you're going to love and, oh, uh, yes. it's, it's pretty freaking funny. So are you ready to hear some headlines? The first one is not Florida. It's actually in Washington State, but I thought it was okay. really cute. It's just very interesting. I didn't know about it. Yes. So, uh, Kat, did you know that there is an edible car? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there is a car that is 91% cake, and it, it actually is functioning. So NPR recently covered the story about an edible car that traveled at 17 miles an hour, and it traveled for 350 feet. And it, wow. I, I mean, I don't even, like, I guess the whole car was cake. And then they had, like. Like the engine. I don't even know if they had an engine. Like, they could probably do it with a battery. Like, what? Oh, sure. You know? Um, what I want to know is why isn't that cake car in my driveway? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> well, well the, they, they had um, Michael Andretti drive it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And the car was made especially for uh, the opening of the Washington State Casino. Cool. So during the party, they pulled it up and everybody enjoyed some cake. But I think I'd never heard of that before. Did they eat the car? Yeah. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a picture of that on Patreon. So cool. Yeah, you got to post that. Uh, so now we're going to get into uh, Florida headlines that I could not okay. pass up. I had to just tell you about them. Yeah. All right. So first headline, a woman beats her boyfriend because he finished before her in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently during sex, uh, the boyfriend orgasmed first and the girl proceeded um, mm-hmm. And then she just decided to beat him up because, like, how dare he? How dare so he? So you may want. I don't know her name. I did not see her mugshot. I just saw the headline. So I don't. If I find her mugshot, I will put it on Patreon so you know, chatters. Yeah. Watch out for this one. Do not sleep with her. Oh wow, <laughs> wow, just wow. Oh God. Uh, the next one is a little sad, but karma. Karma is involved Ugh. here. Okay. Yeah. So in, in 2022, actually this year, a headline popped up. It said, puppies shoot Florida man. Deputies say a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. Puppies be popping. Puppies be popping. The deputies say that a man who tried to shoot seven puppies was shot himself because I guess he laid his gun down on the ground while he was putting the puppies down to shoot them. And uh. one of the puppies' paw hit the trigger and shot the guy. That's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. you get, man. Don't fuck with puppies. Yep. Do not. Or cats. Yeah, or cats. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of a Netflix movie, I cannot watch. I will not watch it because... Don't fuck with cats? Yeah, because yeah. it does have some very visual scenes of animal... Yes. It took me about a year when it came out to actually watch it. Anyway, okay. All right, so... Paw Patrol! Paw Patrol! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the last one is actually dated back in 2015, but I mm-hmm. saw the story and I had to tell you about it because I know you don't know about it, but it's it's hilarious and I think it's crime chat worthy. So, okay. Florida man on drugs kills imaginary friend and turns himself in. <laughs> wait, wait. It gets better. Wait, it gets better. Was it LSD? Oh, oh it gets better. Wait, wait. Okay. I don't know what, what particular drug he had, but he did have paraphernalia on him. So, Oh, my God. Uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, G. Gaylord, 37, entered the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office for killing his imaginary friend, Mr. Happy. <laughs> Gay- <laughs> Gaylord uh, told officers he stabbed Mr. Happy repeatedly with a kitchen knife and then cut hi- cut up his body with the hatchet and buried the victim in the backyard. <laughs> actual freaking story okay Um, (laughs) are you still i have questions are you still reading yeah i'm still reading but ask away questions god did he actually like did they go to his house and they saw freshly (laughs) moved ground oh they did go to his house yes yes all right let me continue read Uh, okay so gaylord told officers he wanted the death penalty for his crime preferably right now just kill me now. Just kill me now. Gaylord said he killed his imaginary friend because of multiple reasons, but one, for being messy. He said his room was messy all the time with his toys <laughs> and his dolls. Uh, he left his empty vodka bottles all over the kitchen. He never picked up his empty cocaine bags <laughs> and left the toilet seat up when he peed. <laughs> it was probably... He probably had multi-personality. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely has multiple personality. But it's hilarious. Oh he thinks it's an imaginary friend. Yeah. He messed up the apartment to a point where he could not clean it anymore. And then he started doing drugs with his best friends. Well, he called his BFF. He did call him his BFF. So, yeah, he had drugs with my BFF. I know. <laughs> Gaylord said that Mr. Happy 
had grown very unhappy in the relationship and they had a real conversation over the last year. The breaking point came for Mr. Gaylord when Mr. Happy allegedly crashed Mr. Gaylord's car after a night out with his friends celebrating Mr. Happy's birthday at Hooters. Of course. Seriously. And then Mr. Gaylord was arrested because of a DUI, but he said that he took the rap for Mr. Happy. He said that driving, a drunk driving incident got him unfairly blamed for and it put him over the edge and he murdered. It was an overreaction, he said. He didn't mean to act like that, but, you know, he admits it. Mm -hmm. He said he should have listened to his neighbor lady when she said, you need counseling. But no, he did the unthinkable oh and killed his best friend. He said, I quote, I'm terrible, a terrible person, and I need to be punished. Police <laughs> said Gaylord was extremely intoxicated and threatened to kill police after they told him that he could not get the death penalty. Like, I don't know what, I, you're, you were a sheriff, so you know the craziness that people Oh, yeah. <laughs> The stories. Oh, I have so many. Yeah. <laughs> so so as we were doing our ruck march around today, mm-hmm. uh, there would be places that we would pass, and I'd be like, "Oh, you guys want to hear a story about this location?" <laughs> right, because you know all the yeah. cra- all the crazy people, because you probably have gone to their house and like you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a nine one one call there. I got a nine one one call there. Uh, So police uh, took Mr. Gaylord into custody and obtained a search warrant for his house and they found drug drug paraphernalia and a machine gun. Gaylord (laughs) was booked uh, on multiple charges. So, yeah. So what do you think? That's insane. Uh, It was probably LSD, you know, and like I said, multi-personalities. And not to, you know, not to make light of people who have like serious mental illness with multiple personalities. Mm Mm-hmm. But... The drugs don't help, okay? The good no. drugs, you prescribed drugs will help. Yeah. A lot of people self-medicate. Self-medicating. Yeah. Self-medicating is not the answer. No. But. Because <laughs> you do things like killing Mr. Happy. Yeah. I think it's nice to know that he was remorseful. Well, yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. welcome Crazy. to Florida. And that's, that's <laughs> nutty news. That's that's nutty news. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, the crime chat we're going to talk about today uh, was heavily in the news here in South Carolina. It was one of the stories that I considered doing when we did our crimes in our backyard. It's only about, well, it's in Myrtle Beach, so it's like maybe like two hours, hour and a half, two hours away from where I'm at. And it was all over the news here. But it, I can't believe that this story did not make national news. Okay. And you'll understand why here in a minute. Okay. So our crime chat is a crime and cosmetic segment. Uh, you are not going to believe what actually happened. It's sickening. I needed, as I mentioned earlier, to add a extra disclaimer. Mm-hmm. It's about horrible deaths of babies. Oh. And, you know, if you need to turn it off and, and come back because a lot of people can't stomach the, you know, deaths of, of children kind of thing. But it's going to be ugly, people. Mm-hmm. So if you need to turn it off, come back to our next episode. Please feel free to do so. Yes. All right. Are you ready? I, I I am, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. A 30-year-old, Alyssa DeVault, a makeup influencer, was arrested about a week after giving birth to a baby boy. After she admitted to authorities, she disposed of the baby in the trash. What would make an up-and-coming YouTube makeup artist do such drastic actions? Not once, people. Not once, chatters, but twice. We'll find out after a quick word from our sponsor. 
Today's segment has been sponsored by our friends at Fatal Beauty, LLC, a vegan, cruelty-free, eco-friendly, women-owned, and Indian-inspired beauty line. They are celebrating three years of being committed to quality and the only place that you need to look for great and affordable cosmetics and accessories to include eyeshadows, lips, lashes, brushes, you name it, and they have it. And they also want us to remind you that you are beautiful, unique, powerful, strong, radiant, and brilliant. Never forget that. You can shop at www.shopfatalbeauty.com using our code CRIMECHAT for 20% off your entire purchase. That's www.shopfatalbeauty.com to earn your discount today. Okay, and we're back. And what the actual fuck? Because that was a hell of a place to put a fucking ad. What well, you know, I had to keep you on your toes. I had to keep you Oh, my you God. Okay. Alyssa DeVault was a makeup artist with an inventive and creative tutorials. She had her own YouTube channel. Her makeup looks she would put up on there. And I'm going to post some of those pictures that I was, was able to find from some of her tutorials. I'll put those on Patreon. She was becoming a makeup influencer. And this is, we're in the time of influencing, right? We're in the time of social media influencing. Yeah. I couldn't find her YouTube channel when I went to research the story. So I think they probably took it down. But I was able to find some pictures. She had some amazing looks. Beautiful girl. Like, it's mm-hmm. very, it, it's kind of when a, like, FX uh, makeup too, like, kind of started mm-hmm. to come out. So it was very in- inventive. Okay. It was December of 2018. Alyssa was living with her boyfriend and two daughters from a previous relationship in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. About a week after giving birth to a baby boy, Alyssa sought medical treatment for bleeding. Doctors conducted an exam and found that the placenta in an umbilical cord, but they did not find a baby. When confronted about having a baby, like this is physically impossible, you can't have a placenta without having a baby, right? Right. She denied, initially denied the allegation. Suspicious, to say the least. Yeah. So the doctor was like, hmm, I'm going to call police because something just doesn't line up. Police came in. They questioned her further. Eventually, she did admit to birthing a baby at home. She said she passed out from the pain, but when she came to, the baby, who was a boy, was blue. Lips were blue. Face was blue. Wasn't breathing. Mm -hmm. She put the baby in the trash bag and then disposed of him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she also said she didn't know that she was pregnant. And it's crazy. I mean, I've been pregnant twice, right? I knew I was pregnant. Yeah. But I also seen like documentaries and there's some people that like don't really know that they're pregnant. And some of the research I saw was from like her family and her boyfriend's family. It's like she hid it very well. We had no idea. I see. This is what she gave him no if indication. She didn't know she was pregnant. I'm, was she wearing oversized clothes? Was she's made? Was she making adjustments to her person? No, I was not able to find any of that, but that would be understandable because you're going to gain yeah. some weight, right? You can't not gain weight in a pregnancy because you're having another human being right. in your body. Mm-hmm. So during the investigation, police discovered she was also pregnant in 2017. When confronted about this information, she said she birthed a daughter in November of 2017, but gave up the baby for adoption. When this didn't check out, she was like, okay. She was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck, and then she also disposed of the baby girl in the dumpster. So she said. So she said. But she said, originally right? she said, I gave him, I gave the baby up for adoption. Oh, my God. They checked. This was not the case. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Because she already admitted to disposing one baby. They go and check medical <laughs> records. Medical records find out that there's another baby. Uh-huh. 
So she disposed of a baby boy in December of 2018 and a baby girl in November of 2017. Threw him in the trash. Threw him away. Remember, she also has two other daughters that she when she was living with her boyfriend. They were six mm-hmm. and eight years old at the time. And her boyfriend, a guy by the name of Chris Machen, Machen, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how to pre- pronounce his last name, so I apologize. He said these two newborns were, quote, unquote, selfishly hidden from him. He had no idea. Wow. He didn't know she was pregnant. She didn't tell him that he, she was pregnant. She says she didn't know she was pregnant, but we'll find out that she knew. Mm-hmm. She was arrested and then released on bond in May of 2019. So she was arrested right away, like a week after the birth. So it was in December of 2018, right? Mm-hmm. She was released on bond in May of 2019, and when it it was time for her trial, it wasn't until October of 2020. So COVID was happening. There was a lot of trials and that kind of stuff that was being pushed, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She no-showed. She didn't show up. The trial continued without her. There were a lot to do that. Yes, they are. (laughs) And she was scheduled for sentencing on October 15th of 2020. She didn't show up for sentencing. She has to be there for sentencing, though, right? Mm Mm-hmm. She didn't show up. So the judge issued a bench warrant, and eventually, I, I want to say it was like the next day or day after, something like that, she did turn herself in. During the trial, though, prosecutors claimed that Alyssa had been caught in lies about telling what had happened to the babies. She flip-flopped her story uh-huh. back and forth, right? The girl had an umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. Oh, no, she didn't. No, I gave her up for adoption. Oh, no, I didn't. You know, her, right. her story changed. And then how they were born, too. The truth is that they were both born alive. Oh, my they God. They were both born perfectly fine. However, they could not move more, move forward with a murder trial because they couldn't prove, beyond a reasonable doubt, there was enough evidence that she actually killed her babies. So they couldn't go forth with murder. However, during the trial also, a pathologist testified that the meconium that was found in the trash bag with the baby, with the baby boy, newborn, mm-hmm. and meconium is fecal matter that newborns typically expel after they're born. Like, usually, sometimes they'll do it in the womb as well. Mm-hmm. And they have to kind of, like, clean that up or whatever but anyways the doctor said that the meconium indicated that the child was born alive because it was outside of the body and not inside the womb they would have found Uh it in her exam if there was meconium inside the womb and likely that they that the baby boy suffocated in the plastic bag when she placed him in the bag what an evil i know i know his cause of death could not be definitively determined actually either but it was likely she was leaning towards that it was suffocation. So instead of murder, the prosecutors took the route of having, quote, extreme indifference for human life, end quote, because she sought care for no one for her newborns when they were born, right? Uh The prosecutor said, quote, she didn't drop that baby girl off at the fire station. She didn't put the baby girl up for adoption. She didn't ask her mother to take care of the baby girl. She simply threw the baby in the trash, end quote. And this is giving me chills reading this right now. Yeah. yeah. So Alyssa wasn't in trial, right? But her defense attorney did argue that she had mental health issues. This was thrown out. It was not Good. considered at the time. Yep. Good. She Because she knew what she was doing. Yeah, she did right? it multiple times. Right, exactly. Alyssa's actual sentencing was on November 5th, 2020. She received 40 years in prison for two counts of homicide by child abuse. Amen. Thank you. She deserves life. She deserves life. No, absolutely. 100%. Oh, my God. That, she, that's an evil motherfucker. I mean, it. Yeah. You, you fight somebody and somebody dies. That's one thing. It's two adults. But this child is just born? Literally just what born. The like, fuck? in minutes. Yeah. That's an evil motherfucker. Yes. 
So also during the reading of her sentencing, she allegedly showed no more remorse or emotion while their sentence was being read. She did, however, get a chance to speak to the court. Alyssa addressed her family to include her two living children, saying, quote, I hope that one day they'll be able to forgive me for what I've done. I never meant to do anything. I made a horrible mistake. I would never do anything to harm anyone, especially a child. End quote. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. Okay. She also said, quote, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't. I was too scared. End quote. She's 30. She was 30 at the time. 32 at sentencing. Yeah. Come on. <sighs> Only then did she actually cheer up and ask the judge to reconsider her sentence, which did not include parole. So she, it was 40 years. No parole. Mm. Records indicate that she remains incarcerated at Leith Correctional Institution in Greenwood, South Carolina. Alyssa is expected to be released in June of 2053. No chance of parole. Piaaatch! I guess that's Stay the best there. we can hope for. Yeah. yeah. Now, her boyfriend, Chris uh, Machen, right? Machen, mm -hmm. said sentencing is some ease, but, quote, this type of burden with no type of closure, end quote. Like, he didn't really have a lot of closure, like, what happened to my children? And I've actually kind of trolled his Facebook they, page. They were his children, the they two were, murdered children. Or the, the last one. It's the assumed, it is assumed to be that, that yes, because they were okay. together at that time, yes that they were his mm. children. He did say, however, after the sentencing that justice made it a little easier to comprehend. And he didn't stay quiet. Like I like I said, I kind of trolled his Facebook page a little bit. Mm -hmm. He took a lot of that portion, you could see a lot of that portion of his life completely taken off of Facebook. Understandably yeah. so, right? Yeah. He did write on his Facebook, quote, I take back all I said about the justice system. Today justice was served, end quote, meaning that she got a full sentence, no, no chance of parole. And then he wrote, quote, see you when you're 72 years old, you evil explicitive, end quote. I imagine he said you evil bitch, but right. that yeah. wasn't on there. <laughs> yeah. In a separate post, he called Alyssa a coward and said no one bought her tears. And he also advised her to, quote, please die slowly, end quote. I, I don't blame him. Yeah. Somebody kills your kid in that manner. I mean, I don't not know even... how I I don't know how angry I would be. I, I would be, I don't know how. And, don't and supposedly not even knowing that she was pregnant, which I get, like, if he didn't know, like, I would don't know. Maybe, I don't, and I don't know. I don't have a guy's perspective. I don't know if you would be able to tell. I don't know. But, yeah, there wasn't much left there about the incident itself on his Facebook page. But there is, he actually kind of recently posted pictures of him with Alyssa's two other girls. Okay. And. So he, he's got full custody of them? No, no, they're not his. I oh. think they're with her mother. Okay. They're not his kids. Okay. But he posted because he's like, I miss them. He hurts for them. He was like a father to them. And those they were also stripped away from him. That poor guy. But he does actually, it looks like he's he has a photography business. Maybe does some antique selling just by oh. some of the stuff I saw. He's very good at photography. Like some of his pictures are very, very good. So mm. anyway. Now it's important to note that in the state of South Carolina, we have a law here to help people who may find themselves in a bind. Like, I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. It's called Daniel's Law. It was previously called the Safe Haven for Abandoned Babies Act. Daniel's Law was signed to enactment in 2001, and I got all this stuff from the South Carolina Department of Social Services website. And it's named Daniel's Law for an infant boy who survived being buried in a landfill in one of the counties here in South Carolina soon after he was born. So the baby was found. The nurses caring for this baby named him Daniel. And this act is to prevent stories like Alyssa's from occurring. And it's intended to save babies and give them a chance at life. Yeah. 
So there are some circumstances to be able to qualify for Daniel's law and kind of I'll explain that really quick. So the baby can only be 60 days old or less, so two months old. And mm-hmm. anyone who abandons a baby will be able to take the baby to what's called a safe haven. If they take the baby to the safe haven, they don't face prosecution. Safe havens include hospitals, clinics, police departments, fire departments, EMS departments, churches, while it would be staffed. And the key is also the baby must be unharmed. So Uh if the baby is harmed when they take it to the safe haven, they could lose that immunity for prosecution. But Uh basically, Department of Social Services, they do all the work. They do all the legwork. They place the child into foster care. The child gets legally free in adoption, like released from the biological parents, and then is placed in the safe home. As of this date, 51 babies' lives were saved due to this act. Really? Yeah. And so my husband's firefighter, right? Mm -hmm. They've had babies brought to the fire department before. Oh, my God. I mean, but wouldn't you rather have that? Oh, yeah. Find them in a landfill? Yes. Yeah. And the unharmed thing. Yeah. So I wonder if they need to tweak that a little bit better because if you think about it, I'm assuming if these women are giving birth like she did Mm -hmm. where nobody else is in the room, I'm thinking the baby could possibly be harmed but still be rescued. So I wonder if they need to take that out and just say, listen, a a living baby, if you bring it here, we will take care of it. We will end... You know, it just, we don't need to know who the hell you are or... Well, and that's what happens is they don't, they take like a medical history and that kind of stuff, stuff that you would want to know if like a baby was given up for adoption, like medical history and that kind of thing. But they don't have to reveal their identity either. Honestly, at that point, if the baby is alive, delivered to the station or church or hospital, I would do whatever it took to save the baby and fuck whoever (laughs) left. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, well, I I mean, so Alyssa DeVault... She would have been free of any burden if she had just taken her child in the state of South Carolina to one of these Uh safe havens. She wouldn't have had to tell her boyfriend, her family, anybody else. Right. Right. She had the opportunity to do this twice. Instead, she's now spending a majority of her life in jail. She lost her two older daughters and has Uh the label of being a baby killer on her for the rest of her life. Yeah. She doesn't. She's not serving enough time. I wonder how her daughters are affected by mm-hmm. this and Ugh. also how jail time is for yeah. her because I'm pretty sure that's the same, <laughs> that's the equivalent of in a male jail if you are a pedophile. Sure. Like like, women do not take kindly yeah. to you because they have, I mean, there are women in jail that love their families yeah. and have will fight and kill for their children, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, horrible story, Chatters. Mm. Like I said, I wanted to just... People are evil. I don't know. I really don't know what else to say. She deserves yeah. much more than she actually got. Yeah. I mean, showing no remorse up until the point where you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I guess I am going to jail. I guess I should sh- say I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I and nobody believed her either. And I there's, I was trying to find a little bit more about her story and like her backstory. I didn't have, I wasn't very successful in that. Uh, mm-hmm. However, the story just itself is ridiculous. Like I know it's also very timely with the whole Roe versus Wade that's going out there right now, mm-hmm. right? right? And making abortions illegal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you find yourself in a position, just know that there's other avenues. Yeah. There's other avenues. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. And at this time, there are plenty. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there are there there's no excuse for no. her behavior. And no. and no, no, think no. about it. She basically did it four times. Just two babies died because she pretended not to be pregnant four times. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you said that he didn't know she was pregnant. No, so he's not the father of the older two. Oh, okay. Do we know who the father is? I wasn't able two? to find. No. Mm-mm. So they were living together. Her two daughters, who were six and eight at the time, were from somebody, an, another father. But she obviously had her children with her. And there's pictures of, like, I've seen pictures of her with her daughters and everybody's, like, happy. And she's, like, a happy mom. Like, if that's the case, like, how? I, I just don't understand how. Yeah. I don't understand that. People, some people are true evil. Was it, I mean, and, you know, the skeptic in me is also thinking, was she afraid that they were going to get in the way of her YouTube influencing success? Like, seriously? People would stoop to that level, though. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's just self-centered. They're trying to rescue whatever idea they have of themselves. And yeah. two babies just weren't in her plan. Yep. What a So you do have a picture of her. I do. Yeah. Okay. I need to see this. Yeah. Well, I'll post some pictures of her on the Patreon. Um, some of her makeup looks. Most of the pictures I found of were her at her sentencing in, mm. you know, in Looking the like jail shit. outfit. Good oh, fun. yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Good. Her mugshot. That kind of thing. Yeah. So that is the horrible story uh, for today's crime chat. Okay, cat. What the fuck? I have some good news. Oh, okay. Hey, chatters. Yeah. Look what we got. Yes. We've got some big stickers, crime chat with Nat and Cat. There's some magnets that are on the way. You sign up with our Patreon, you'll get some of this free merch. And I also wanted to mention, I totally forgot to mention that in the beginning, But our wonderful team over at Fatal Beauty, right? They sponsor us. We we love them. Mm -hmm. They, I noticed, I was shopping on the Fatal Beauty website. I got Mm -hmm. some amazing eyeliner and lashes. And they have a Femme Fatale collection. Your, not your forensic Femme Fatale, but they have a Femme Fatale collection. Look at this. Oh, are those the lashes that you're wearing right now? No. Because I have to admit, like, you have to, so in the video, yeah. in the Patreon, you'll see it in the Patreon, but Kat's eyes look stunning. Thank you. Like, Thank killer. You. They are Fatal Beauty lashes, but they're not the Femme Fatale, because I don't want to take them out of the package, because I wanted to show you the package. Oh, my God. It's it says so the Femme Fatale collection. So this one is, this one's Naomi. I also have Erica. They're named. I love it. <laughs> They need a cat one. I know. The ones I'm wearing are the Fatal Beauty Lashes Romance Collection. This one is called Bedroom Talk. Ooh. Love it. Love Very, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a great company. I love, I love we, Fatal Beauty. We love Fatal Beauty. We love them. Yes. So I had to mention, of course, it's crime and cosmetics, right? Mm-hmm. Had to throw a little bit more cosmetics in there. <laughs> yes. So because because when you're committing a crime, who says you got to look bad? Right. Right. We, you, you would you it. say at the beginning, we sparkle glitter and right. blood everywhere we go? Exactly. <laughs> Just because there's blood spatter involved doesn't mean there can't be body glitter as yeah. well or Absolutely. lashes. <laughs> it's terrible. Yep. It's funny, though. Uh, so, because we don't want to leave you hanging, chatters, for more information on this case, Ugh, yes, please check out after that crime chat. Cat is going to have all the information. Yeah, so all my resources for, and most of them are all news articles from the actual thing. Because the biggest part about it was not just the sensationalism of what she did, mm. but the fact that she ditched her trial. <laughs> 
She, because there's no, she has no remorse, and there she yep. doesn't r- realize there's consequences. Absolutely, yeah. Burn in hell with the Gonzalez sisters, you bitch. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us, uh, Crime Chat with Nat and Cat. We have our website where you can buy mm-hmm. additional merch. Right, you can buy some shirts. Yes. Um, and from there, it's linked to our socials: Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube, Twitter. I just posted a TikTok of me when I was getting all ready, so you guys got to check that out. That's pretty hilarious. I love it. Oh, my God. And remember, uh, Crime Chat with Nat and Kat. Subscribe to our Patreon for bonus episodes, full videos, behind-the-scenes bloopers, which Kat is collecting, and I cannot wait yeah, to see I'm bloopers. Putting them, I'm putting them together. Because <laughs> I know sometimes we act the fool, okay? I know we do. I know. Especially the, the aliens and uh, oh, yeah. Area 51. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to act, might as well act like a fool. Seriously. <laughs> it was funny, though. Yeah. And check out the merch in the works like Kat just showed us. Yeah. Stickers and magnets and t-shirts. Oh, my God. Yes. Love it. And, and our next episode is going to be so unique. I love it. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be sexy. Sexy. Sexy and crazy. It's going to be, yeah. Crazy sexy. Crazy sexy. Yeah, you don't want to miss the chatters. We will see you guys on the next Crime Chat. Yes, bye. bye.